1: Log
0: talk radio all right, we're back. We're back in the s b p We missed y'all, really, we did well, maybe we did well, I don't know if source did i I really ain't miss y'all for real,'cause um, you know, if you are <laughs> the the Facebook group the sports bar podcast, you see my mother or hear me tripping every day, so, and I see y'all every day, so unless you're a new member, so get with us on Facebook if you're not there, but yeah, this is what we do, man, we talk sports. You know what I'm saying? Sports talk is our thing, but hip-hop, television, you know, all that, any type of entertainment is always on the table, man. And as always, I'm your boy Prime, and I'm joined by my partner, Source. What it is, bro?
1: Prime, I don't know where to start today, man. So much going on. We had a live week of hip-hop.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: A lot going on. We got Andrew Luck, and we got your fantasy drafts popping off. I mean, it's a lot going on.
0: Yeah, man, well, of course, if, you know, we came today, we're going to talk a little uh, NFC and AFC, the the West divisions, but yeah, but, but a lot of stuff has popped off that we might as well touch on before we get to the divisions, man, and first of all, um, I want to say the hip-hop side, man, a lot of stuff popping off in the hip-hop world, all types of new albums popped up, you know, came out this week, or well, actually in the past couple of weeks, but this week, but the talk has been girl uh, Rhapsody, man, and Uh, I I guess I don't know about you, but I do
1: know by your post or whatever, you're a fan of the project. Man, listen, that project is, I don't want to say it's a throwback, but it's reminiscent of when albums were cohesive and, you know, had a general meaning, you know. There was some format other than trying to make 12 bangers and just throw them together. There was a reason for each song and each title and the whole joint. Uh, the Eve album is what we're talking about. My Rhapsody came out Friday. That joint is crazy to me. Like my first, my initial thought was this might hit classic level. Then I was like halfway through at that point. A couple of joints didn't hit me as as much as other yes. joints, but. But overall, it's a very good project. Very good project. I really, uh, really enjoyed it. Been banging it since Friday.
0: Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine said he hadn't gotten to it yet, and I was talking to him yesterday, and he said, "Well, just kind of give me an idea of what I'm in for." And it's just my opinion. Um, I think it's a it's a solid album, and I'm with you. But I had gone through the first like probably five, six, maybe seven tracks. I was thinking the same thing you would think. I said, man, this joint might be one of the most classic joints out there. Then I got to some of the other stuff, and it's nothing that I don't like on the album, but there's a couple right. of joints that didn't hit me enough to you know, to say that they are classics on their own. So, But the album is dope. And um, I told my buddy, I said, look, this is my personal opinion. I guess everybody's ear may be a little different, but I see a whole bunch of mixtures in there. I mean, it is a throwback like you just mentioned. And I told my homeboy, I mean, I see you can take. For me, I'm getting a little Lauren Hill, a little Sister Soldier. I hear a Tad, Bill, and Nas, and on the up-to-date scale, I hear a little J Cole in there as well. You know, maybe with a sprinkle of Roots on. It's like it's 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 so much in this project, man. And the second mm-hmm. I turn it on, like my head just starts banging, and and it's speaking on a lot of stuff that you know, old stuff, new stuff. Um, Culture, it's just the whole thing is just fire to me, and as of this date, I've listened to it four times from beginning to end. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. and I, I feel the same way, man. It's dope,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, shout out to to uh, North Carolina because Ratchet is from North Carolina. Whoa, and earlier during Whoa. the week, little brother dropped their joint earlier, like well, I think it was Monday, their joint came out Monday yeah. or Tuesday. So it was a whole whole North Carolina thing popping off this week. I didn't love. I got. I mean, I'll just be honest. I didn't love the little brother joint. It's no. It's right. no. Not that I'm even a big Ninth Wonder beat fan normally, but it was no Ninth, right. and it, it just didn't feel right to me. But it was. good. It's cool. Like I'm glad they put it out. I, you know, I appreciate the project. But that rhapsody though, that's yeah, that's my that's my joint.
0: Yeah, I haven't heard Little Brother joint, but I've heard several people. Kind of share your sentiment on that album So I'll get to it eventually uh, But I haven't heard it but I haven't run Across anybody that was like said Like that joint is like You know fire like that You know some, oh, I had One of my and, friends said basically could have left her. He said you know he loved little brother but they could have Kind of left this one alone I don't know right, I, right.
1: Got you. I do want to mention uh, A couple weeks ago our, our group member also From North Carolina Raj Rashid Drop the an EP, and that joint that joint hard too. That joint hard. Uh, so if you are in the group, you see Jamal, Rise, Rashid, Williams, Post. That's him. Uh, check out the project. It's, I mean, it's, it's it's five joints, and all them joints hit. But the one the one that the, the people might the people might find the most interesting is the joint with Joel Ortiz on it. So that joint was tight as well. So. Yeah, check out the project by Rob Rashid as well, another North Carolina cat. Well, he's from he's from all over, but he represents Virginia, but they live in North Carolina, so I call it North Carolina.
0: For sure. And if anybody uh, that's in his Facebook group or follow us individually on Twitter or Instagram, if you're wondering why we are recording a little bit later in the day, it's because I'm going to go ahead and tell you all really what happened. Source has been in line for four hours trying to get a chicken sandwich from Popeye, and, it, you know, so it kind of it, it pushed the podcast back. Like, he kept it We're going to push it back to one. O'clock. Prime, we're going to push it back to two. He had to get that chicken sandwich. So that's really that's what happened. Now, have you had one, man?
1: <laughs> I ain't not get around to the chicken sandwich. I was in line for about four hours, though, but it wasn't for a chicken sandwich. It was for something – Good, positive, thanks to the SBP. Uh, I was out there grabbing school supplies that the group members contributed to and made happen. So we're going to get that out to, to four different classrooms, uh, one in each part of the city. That's the plan anyway. This week, one on the north side, south side, one in on the east end, one in on the west end, all elementary schools, and try to get them each about two hundred and fifty dollars worth of supplies, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe two hundred, maybe two hundred dollars worth of supplies, and then fifty dollars of something special for the teacher, a teacher. So, shout out, with the out, shout
0: out.
1: Shout out to, to your all y'all for taking yeah. money in. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It's for the yeah, kids. Yeah,
0: yeah, No doubt, no doubt. Thanks for putting it out there, man. I was happy to contribute, and thanks to all the SVP members that made it happen. So. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we always going to look out for schools. We always going to look out for the kids, man. So that's got me feeling real good, man. And, um, you know, that's got me feeling real good.
1: I don't know, but I can guess.
0: <laughs> man, well, it's, it's not fancy draft, man.
1: I was about to what say normally said? I say it was a brew, but I'm going to say today it is fancy.
0: Yeah, man. thanks popping off. Uh, coming into the day, I had done only one draft so far this year. Uh, with a buddy of mine. Shout out to our group member, Danny Lewis, um, contributor and writer for VirginiaPreps.com. Uh, he's in the SVP. That's my dog. But uh, but yeah, I, I, today I had my annual, um, it's not mine, but I, I participated in my homeboy's annual auction draft. We do it live in person. We sit in front of each other, eat, drink, crack jokes, draft players. And uh, wow. I think, yeah, man. And the joint usually takes. It can take anywhere from three and a half hours. It can take four and a half hours. And uh, it was a little over four hours today, man. And matter of fact, a couple of cats were still picking when I left. But I, I feel real good about my joint, man. I, I, I had to celebrate, you know, when I left. I went and grabbed me a twelve pack of that Michelob Blocker. And that's how I was gonna go down today. <laughs> but man, I got Word. a fire roster, man. I got a fire roster better than I had last year, for sure. That's what's up. Yeah, so I tell anybody, man, I, I was the catcher who wasn't really in the auction drafts for years. I just wanted to do the live snake drafts before my boy Scott uh, dragged me in a few years ago. Now I'm down to do, like, one a year. Like, the in-person thing is kind of dope. So shout out to everybody, even though even though this is my last thing i say about it. Uh, we had a, a wrench thrown in the plans. We were in the spot conducting the fantasy draft. They gave us our own room, our own waitress, the whole night, and halfway through the draft, we had to contemplate leaving the building because the waitress said that the police was, and the fire department was across the street investigating a gas leak. <laughs> so what? she was Yeah, man, yeah, man, out in the far west end, so we had to make a decision. do we stay here and try to draft these players and maybe risk our lives? So you can smell it coming <laughs> in the building, but it was crossing
1: Wow.
0: Do we chance it for the love of fantasy football or do we get up out there? But fortunately, right. Uh, one, one of the guys that participates in the um, in the draft, he's actually one of my old school teachers, right? Shout out to uh, Coach Prescott, man, one of my coaches as well. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so um, back in my old high school, uh, he participates in the draft. And fortunately, what I did not know, because I always assumed he lived in Chesterfield. He doesn't. He lived like five minutes away. So he called his wife, and she was gracious enough to let us come to the crib and finish the draft off at the crib. Oh, man. It was all good.
1: That's dope. That's dope. I can't knock the hustle.
0: And if you're in the group and you listen to this, just know Patrick Mahomes is coming for you. But anyway, it is what it is. Let's go. (laughs) All right, let's get into anything else we need to touch on before we get into these divisions. Oh,
1: we got to touch on one last thing before we uh, get into these these teams, man. Surprise news from yesterday.
0: Oh, yeah. How did I forget?
1: The retiring of Andrew Luck. What in the world? Not what in the world, really. Like, Well, really, if, if you're a Colts fan, it's what in the world. If you're the rest of us, you're like, man, that's a surprise. But for me personally, I, I can't even be mad at him at all. I'm not mad at him at all. I'm sorry that it happened at this time of the year or, you know, at this point right before the season, but I'm not mad at him.
0: No, I ain't mad at the dude either. He did what he felt was the right thing to do. Like, I just don't get it, these men. I, I, I hate fans. You know, I hate, you you already know that. I hate fans, man. That's why I do right. a lot of stuff solo. And I saw some of the fans booing last night, and Andrew Luck is standing right there on the sideline. They showed one dude mm-hmm. on ESPN, dude, just yanks his jersey off, you know. Uh, and I can read his lips of some things I'm not going to report, right? How am I going to say right here on this podcast? But I'm like, come on, man. Like, you know, you're not this dude. You don't know what he's dealing with, how he's felt. You ain't got to deal with the pain. You know, um, you know It's it's crazy, and I'm gonna go ahead And vent real quick, cause you know How I feel about certain people In the media that are on TV And if, mm-hmm. if anybody listens to this In the Sports Bar podcast, there's two people They know I can't stand One of them, of course Is Will Kane, I do not like Will Kane And even worse, right. than a Cowboy fan I mean, it's, I, I hate to say I hate a Cowboy fan, well, I don't I just like a lot of Cowboy fans, and I am a Cowboy no. fan But, um but the other one is Doug Gottlieb I can't stand it dude Really? I cannot stand Doug Gottlieb When they be getting him to host for Colin And all that man it just messes my day all up I gotta find another station
1: But this Damn.
0: Idiot Goes on his social media He gotta get his two two minutes of fame in And after we hit his retirement He said something to the account of This is how millennials Deal with uh you know, the millennials uh, uh, don't want to go through the rehab process. Uh, they don't want to put in the work to go through it. This is just the life that we're dealing with, you know, uh, with players these days. As if Doug Godfrey has ever done anything. What has he done? Play college basketball? Well, like, yeah, he, I mean, like, I mean, but good what has he really done? Be, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Who, let me ask you a question. How many people would bring up his name, even if we were just talking about players from his era, just bring his name up. I said, just name me 25, 30 players. He ain't got to be superstars or nothing. Ain't too many cats going to name Doug Gottlieb, man. He's he's terrible.
1: Probably nobody. Probably nobody.
0: And he's going to criticize a player of Andrew Luck's caliber by saying uh, this is, you know, millennials are scared to – go through the workout processes that they choose not to go through. This is how they deal with uh, with, with, with injuries. And you see stuff like that. I'm like, dude, like, I, I know I shouldn't say this, but I if I didn't see Doug Gottlieb, I'd probably punch him in his face. But, yeah, um, anyway, uh, no, I know I know, it's a, I know, I know it's a family show. Man. I'm not, I'm not going to go there. But I'm, I'm, I'm getting heated for no reason because ain't in my squad. But it's getting hot up in here, man. Yeah, But, yeah, I don't like Doug Gottlieb, man. But, yeah, a shock to the Colts, uh, the whole situation with the Colts, man. And um, I don't think anybody saw it coming other than the reports that we're hearing that that some of the people upstairs knew that he might have been contemplating it the past couple of weeks. But it's just crazy how it went down. So the question is, does he stay retired?
1: Uh, Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. I figure if he retired at this point, I mean, yeah, I can't see him coming back. Uh, It would have to be a whole change of events for for him to come back. But I think he just, I think he just made the best decision for his life. And the, the yeah. thing about what Gottlieb is kind of implying, or really saying, is it has nothing to do with being a millennial. Like, you know, people say millennials are soft and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with that. Just in general, it's just a smart life decision. And we know more now than we knew before. So it's just a smart life decision. Like, his whole life doesn't have to be football. He doesn't want to be the guy that you know, unfortunately commits suicide at 50 because he can't deal with right. pain or the, the stuff that's going on in his head. So he's getting out while he's young and, you know, healthy, generally speaking, and has his whole life ahead of him. Like he's not even 30. What do you mean? That's crazy, man. I, I don't like when people say stupid stuff like that. So, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you when the Doug got the comment as well.
0: Yeah, he, he. I'm thinking hey, we'll probably see Andrew Luck, on, Andrew Luck on TV somewhere. Like a guy mentioned earlier in my fantasy uh, draft today, we were talking about it when we first entered the building. He's like, well, you know, he's a, uh, you know, he's a stampy guy. I mean, you know, he'll, you know, he, he's 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 going to be good to go regardless. You know, yeah, and I cool. did see that, and I did see that uh, out of respect and love. We see we begin to see this a lot now with uh, players and the organizations love them and what they've given them that the Colts announced today that, that uh that like 25000000 dollars, they gonna let him keep that. You know, you know, he's oh, leaving right? fifty eight million dollars, yeah, he's leaving fifty eight million dollars on the table as far as playing out his contract. But what he would have had to uh pay them back based on I guess what he's already been paid or however the contract has been set up or uh, he's been mm-hmm. running whatever. it was like twenty four, twenty five million dollars, but they're gonna actually let him keep that money. I saw it on my way back. Uh, well, on my way to get that Michelob, I, it popped up on my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will say this: before we get into the West, you and I were talking about the uh, the North divisions, and I was telling you how I thought it was quite possible that the Pittsburgh Steelers could struggle a little bit, and could I could see them possibly just missing the playoffs. Now that this has happened, and I and I, and I look back. This could be something that opens the door for them to make the playoffs because realistically, we pretty much felt like the Texans would be there, and mm-hmm. the Colts could possibly be there. They were hovering right around. I think we had them, you know, right there. You take the Colts out of this mix because they're going to drop a few games. And not that I don't have faith in Jacoby Brissett, if you're going to have a backup quarterback, you're going to want Jacoby, a Jacoby Brissett. But I still think this could be the difference between a couple of wins at at the least. I I really do. So if you look at that, it could be the only the Texans making that playoffs, possibly in the AFC South, which could open up um, another door for somebody else, and it could possibly be the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's just my feelings on it. Yeah,
1: well, you know, I had I had the Steelers winning the division. Yeah, you did. But yep. I did have the, the Colts at ten and six. So, I could see them fall into nine and seven, eight and eight, just based on the difference, because Andrew Luck is going to be the difference, or was going to be the difference in a couple of those games. Um, And I I have no problem with Jacoby Brissett, but I mean, it's not the same. Just not the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're going to see what they're going to get out of him, because this is the last year of his rookie deal. So, they love him. I mean, they like him. But if he comes out, plays out, and shows out this year looks good, I mean, you know, to go good on his resume, man, he could be the guy that's there. If not, you got some promising young guys coming up in the draft depending on which, uh, which route you want to take because next year's quarterback class is projected to be pretty darn good. But even by yeah. your, your perspective, what you were saying, you did have the Steelers winning the division. But so we look at that AFC North, which we've already talked about, uh, depending on, you know, how you look at it, That could be the difference between maybe the Ravens or the Browns slipping. You see what I'm saying? It's like it's making it very possible, even more possible, that that we could see three AFC North teams actually get into the playoffs. Um, But this is going to be interesting and something, you know, something we're going to watch. But let's go to this West thing. Let's get to this West thing, man. We're going to start off with the AFC West, um, a division that you and I are. Both very, very fond of And we're going to start off With the Kansas City Chiefs I mean, we might as well do that right off the bat um, Because Realistically, they were just that good this year And it's a lot of questions At least defensively, how good they're going to be But I don't think there's any questions on how, how, how good they're going to be offensively
1: Ain't nothing changed But the numbers on the range More Patrick Mahomes More Tyreek Hill more Travis Kelsey, more Sammy Watkins. And, uh, the, well, I guess about the end of the season, we were we were already on Damian Williams. So it was more Damian Williams. And I don't know why I'm always high on this guy, but Carlos Hyde is in the house. And nope. I, I think that makes a difference. I think that makes a difference. Uh, not that they could be much better than they were, but I think he keeps them right at the same level, and and they don't they don't slack off a bit. I expect big things, as a lot of people do. I expect big things from Kansas City.
0: Man, I think the offense is going to be as high powered as it was last year. And, you, and Damian Williams, you know, Damian Williams is good. I mean, he he does his thing. Um, I think he's just barely a notch down from what they were getting from Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt. But we saw what he did last year. He broke a nice mm-hmm. one last night on uh, a pass from Luck um, in the preseason game against the uh, the opposition's first team. They deep, man. They deep with that running back thing. Uh, the Darwin Thompson kid is coming in. They expect him to uh, possibly surpass Carlos Hyde as the number two back. So I'm just saying, if you if you keep in all three backs, they could be ridiculously That's a lot. good back then.
1: That's a lot yeah. of firepower in, in the backfield. A lot
0: of firepower. And we've seen it with Andy Reid before. He'll have his one guy, his main guy, which he will play. But then he will spell him, like when he had, like, the Spencer Wears and the Chuck Andrews wesson And then you always got uh, a decent back behind him in case somebody gets nicked up against gets injured. This is probably the most talented bench, I think, that we could see. We're talking about the second and third running back. Then you get to your receivers. Tyreek Hill, he avoided being suspended So, you know, that's electricity Um, Sammy Watkins Coming back Um, Never been a number one receiver But uh, he's a capable number two Receiver, and I'm really excited about Your rookie, Nicole Hardman, matter of fact I drafted him today in the late round I'm anxious Mm. to see how Andy Reid Gets him into the offense Remember that name, Nicole Hardman Dude's got major potential So I just think they're going to be super Duper explosive And I'm tripping off of everybody's waiting for Mahomes to fall. What is falling? Now, I'm not saying that Mahomes will have the season that he had last year. 50 TDs is hard to come by. But I don't think nobody else even threw 40. Anybody else even throw 40 touchdowns last year? I don't think so. So let's say he drops by eight or nine touchdowns. Well, I think the 41. I think the dude is just going to do his thing, man. His interceptions could go up a little bit. I mean, it's his second year. We see that a lot with second-year quarterbacks. We talk about teams figuring teams out a little bit. Andy Reid is kind of the one exception to me because he seems like he comes with something different every other week. Um, he's in a rare class by itself. So offensively, they're solid source. It's the defense where I got all my questions, man.
1: Questions and no answers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say on the defense because I don't know what to expect. I have no idea what to expect, but all they have to do, like, all they realistically have to do is be decent. They don't even have to be great. They just have to be decent. If, if they can be decent enough, or even if they're, they're not as good, but can create a few turnovers along the way and give that offense more opportunities, they're still going to be cream of the crop, and I'm still going I I mean, I really... It's hard for me not to give them 13 wins, but... I can't give a I can't give another team 13 wins at this point so I'm going to go with 12 and 4 for Kansas City.
0: So basically what they finished out last year um if you look at them man like if you really look at this squad defensively I they traded D Ford who um to the 49ers and we all know he was the guy that was basically what one neutral zone infraction away um mm. You know, uh-huh. you know, from them pop, most likely going to the Super Bowl instead of the Patriots. It was, you know, was kind of his thing. Um, you lose very very back there, huh? If if I mean,
1: if people can can complain and say that the Saints would have gone to the Super Bowl if not for the interference call, even though they still had to yeah. kick a field goal, then we definitely can say that Kansas City would have gone to the Super Bowl if not for that penalty.
0: Yeah, because didn't that? If I remember right, didn't that nullify a turnover? Yeah, it was an interception. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so they were right there. They were right there. Um, Eric Berry, um, you know, he's up out of there. They did bring in Tyron Matthew, um, solid when he's when he's, when he's he's on the field. Um, but the defense would always give up a lot of yards, so the offense would have to, you know, score a catch, and they can still do that. What was crazy about them, you know, they led the league in sacks last year. So, like, how do you have a defense – <laughs> that people run through like water, but you still can get to the quarterback. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me. But look at that schedule, man, um, some tough ones, man. They do get the Vikings at home. Um, that December twenty second game, though, they go to Chicago against that defense.
1: Yeah, um, that's gonna be a that's night fine. game
0: too. It's prime time. It's gonna be crazy. So they got you know a tough road to hold. But I'm still sticking with the twelve and twelve and four until somebody shows me different. As long as Paddy Mahomes is on that field, as long as the fat man is holding that clipboard, I'm rolling with them, man, no doubt.
1: For sure.
0: 12-4. All right, next up, let's roll with the Chargers. And the Chargers got drama, man. Um, and mainly in the form of uh, Melvin Gordon offensively. Uh, still a no-show. Um, there was already reports that this could leak well into the season. And it looks like this could leak very well into the season. Um, and I think for me, I think that they have capable guys to him. I just don't know if they're capable guys they can ride out for half a season. Yeah, we
1: saw a lot of uh Austin Eckler last year when Gordon was out and he was spotted, like he was he'd be really good one day and then he'll give you forty five yards the next. Like when they went to uh when they went to England. He uh, his numbers were just way down uh, that that week, but the combination of Eckler and uh, and Jackson it's capable. It's a capable combination, but it's not Melvin Gordon. It's not Melvin Gordon. So we're gonna have to see a lot of this weight's gonna fall on the shoulders of the man who's been carrying the squad for the last twelve however many years? Philip Rivers and that receiving core, which is still crazy to me. Uh, with with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and, and Travis Benjamin.
0: He got any more kids yet?
1: No. <laughs> he might, bro. You never know. Them jokes pop up like like uh I don't know, like groundhogs on groundhogs they...
0: Yeah, like, I just think he ain't even gotta do nothing, man. Like I think he just pull up in the driveway and all of a sudden there's another one, you know, another one coming up anyway. I ain't gonna go too far <laughs> into that. Like uh, <laughs> yeah, man, this, this offense though. So, thats um, Eckler very capable. I, I like Austin Eckler. I think Jackson's going to be a really good player in this league. It's just that when you're trying to rely on somebody for half a season that can do the things that Gordon can do specifically on the edge and in the passing game, not, something, um, not a guy you want to be without for long you know, uh, periods of time. Now, as far as the receivers go, they lost a deep threat in Tyrell Williams. And granted, Tyrell Williams wasn't always the guy to show up for a bunch of touchdowns in a game, but you usually can count on him to be that one, you know, be that deep threat. You know, he's moved on. So I think this is the year my dude, Mike Williams, really, really establishes himself as a super, super solid number two guy. I really do think that he can be a number two wide receiver in this league. And I like what I've seen in preseason so far, a guy with his size, actually lining up in the slot a lot, though, when they would go to certain mm. formations. Like, we're used to seeing smaller, more quicker guys in the slot. But they've been putting him in a slot in a lot of these formations, which can still um, cause problems for some teams, depending on who they get on the other side of the ball. So, um, but, yeah, it's Phillip Rivers' thing, man. He's going to do his thing. He get a full season um, and maybe some healthy tight ends this season and both guys can stay healthy that they got. Um I'm looking good, you know, I think I'm looking I think it's really looking good for them. Defensively though, they lost that dude, Derwin James. And we know Derwin James uh-huh. is the guy that most of us expect to possibly be, you know, he's one of them canton type guys. We can always see that we can see that in them already. Um he can right. play he's played multiple positions in his uh, in his football career coming up. He's played about every defensive uh position. From the time he was in uh, middle school to now, he knows the field. He sees the field well, and they're gonna be without him for a minute, man. So we got to see what goes on in that secondary.
1: Yeah, probably be a whole, uh, or at least close to three months without uh, James. So uh, what was that? That's probably maybe maybe eight games since by the time the season starts, maybe eight games, seven eight games uh, into the season. Uh, as much as I think that will. Have an effect on on the defense. That defense is good, so <laughs> I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like they can mask it. I feel like they can mask it with uh with the pressure from from both uh, Ingram and you know you you and you bringing over uh bringing over Thomas Davis yeah to go with to go with Denzel Perryman. So you you have like I, I like the defense. If I'm looking at squads and I'm looking at Kansas City and I'm looking at the Chargers, I'm like the the Kansas City offense is better than the Chargers offense, but not by that much. But the Chargers defense is way better than the Kansas City defense. So I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see these two battle it out for the AFC West.
0: Yeah, I'm just dropping them two games, man. They had a nice little run. All this talk about the Chiefs last year, and nobody puts the proper, proper respect on the name of the Chargers for what they did last year. What they dropped four joints? Like, yeah. nah, nobody's putting respect on their name. Um, but this year, I, I agree with you about the defense. Um, I think Derwin James is going to be a big loss. But I, you, like you said, they are good. They are still really good. But I just think that the combination of injuries and holdouts may cost them about two games. I I really do, Um, especially Mm -hmm. offensively, especially with the missing Melvin Gordon. So I'm going to drop these cats down at 10 and 6 this year, but they still make the playoffs.
1: Okay. That sounds legit. I got them at 11 and 5. I actually had them at 11 and 5 before the Derwin James injury, and I'm going to keep them right there. I'm, and I'm looking at it with no Melvin Gordon, to be honest with you, because you know you never know, you never know. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna stay at eleven to five. All right,
0: Denver Broncos. Uh, whole lot of moving pieces over there. Some new, you know, some new faces over there. Uh, Joe Flacco is now the quarterback. He's taking over in Denver for a squad that went six and ten last year. And I'm just going to tell you off the bat, I just don't think it's going to be a good season for this squad. It's just too many questions. Starting up front with the offensive line. Um, You brought in Flacco to be your quarterback, quality veteran, a definite upgrade over what you've had in the past few years. But the offensive line has got some issues. Um, So you can attempt to run the football with Lindsey and Freeman and possibly Booker. I mean, they got backs for days. But how effective is that going to be uh when they play teams that can actually um you know, they can actually get to the quarterback or actually get in the backfield. That's what my biggest question is gonna lie. And also outside the fact that I have next to no confidence in the receiving core that Flacco will be throwing to.
1: Man, I knew I just knew you was gonna say I have next to no confidence in Joe Flacco because I know that's true.
0: So <laughs> overrated.
1: Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't see much difference between Flacco and, and, I mean, of course, he's a veteran quarterback and he, you know, two bowl champion. Granted, I don't see much difference between Flacco and, and what they've had in the past couple seasons. Still, don't expect much from him. The, all, all the pressure's going to be on Philip Lindsay, so hopefully he can hold tight and uh, stay healthy all season because he's going to have to do some some big things for them to get to the 79 that I have them predicted at. It. Well, it's a little early for that, but I'm just throwing it out there anyway. Uh, we still got, we still got you know, Chubb and Bar and, and Miller on the defensive end. Like, so you still, life could be worse. Life could be worse. But, yeah, I don't expect a lot from this team. And plus this division is just tough at the top, so it's not looking promising for those Denver Broncos.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you said 7-9, and nine basically, is what I got him at, 7-9. and nine. I, And I give him off the strength of, you know, Flacco is an okay quarterback. Um, I think the defense will hold strong enough for, to be able to win, you know, win some of these games and keep them in some of these games. Um, you know, but Deshaun Hamilton, um, Court and, you know, Corten Sutton, um, you know, none of these names really jump off the, uh, you know, the page for me, you know, really puts it out there. That uh, you know they they either top notch receivers or they're going to be capable of receivers. We saw Emmanuel Sanders come back. Um, Emmanuel Sanders actually looked good. He, they, he's ahead of schedule, but he's never been close to a number one guy. And there was a time that when they had Demarius Thomas and the two of them played decent together. But you know you imagine him probably being the best receiver on that roster, and he's coming off an injury. I think this is going to be tough, slid man. But I, I'm rolling with seven and nine as well. Broncos got a lot of hey, goal searching
1: to do. Huh? It is Is Emmanuel Sanders? You said uh it's tough seeing him being the best receiver. Is he the best fighter? Because you know him and Corland Sutton got into it early in the, uh, in the in the preseason. So I don't know, man. I guess I guess <laughs> I I'm the number one. <laughs> Sutton said, "I am the captain now." <laughs>
0: We're going to see. we going to see. We'll see if Flacco gives him a chance to prove it if he actually gets the football Um uh, which he probably will. But, yeah, 7-9 and nine is what I'm rolling with. And it's more the reason because of the defense than the offense for me. For sure. All right, the Raiders, 4-12 and 12 last year. Um, John Gruden, second year, um, back at the helm. Uh, and he's, we already got the drama camp. Everybody knows about A.B. and the feet and the helmet. Um, and everything else that comes with them, you know, is a diva receiver. But, you know, that's not all their problems they got. They had to find, you know, they had to find their, uh you know, a running back. They got when they got Jacobs. I like Jacobs coming out of them. We saw the day they cut your boy. Uh, Doug Martin got cut earlier today. I don't know if you saw that. So they have mm-hmm. to get out there and hope that offensive line is stable enough to for them to be able to run the ball better than they have run it in the past two years And to keep Derek Carr upright Because this could be his last season So
1: just a lot of questions Yeah Gruden got some work on his hands But you know As I made notes about this uh, This Oakland offense The one thing that stood out to me Was I wrote down A.B. and D.C. is America's best dance crew That's the only thing that came <laughs> to mind When I thought about this team I was like, oh, you know, Antonio Brown, Derek Carr, no, America's best dance crew. So that's a bad sign right there. If my first thought was the MTV dance show over the combination of wide receiver and quarterback that they have it open, and you can't trust AB at this point. I don't trust him. Will he be there? Will he won't? Will he not be there? Will he show up? Will he not show up? Will his feet be healed? Uh, will his helmet be sufficient? For his uh, up to his standards, who knows? I do like Tyrell Williams in the mix on the offense. I mean, Car can just throw the thing up in the air and let, let Williams go get it. So that that kind of helps on the offensive end. Defensively, hey, you know, they're not terrible. I mean, I, I like, you know, we, we got to like the 804 KA Cleveland uh um, yeah. straight, straight out of uh, Clemson, you know off these national championships. You know, and, and your, your man, the wild man, Vontae, is uh, perfect coming in to, to wreak havoc and and cause penalties on that Raiders defense like the days of old.
0: Yeah, there's just a lot of questions with this team, man. Now, the, the acquisition of the drafting of Jacobs is interesting. Um, I do think he is a starter in this league, and it looks like they're going to give him every chance to Told to rock and be that guy because he wants to Be the feature back um, mm-hmm. But like I said they got to show me something along that Offensive line you know now We mentioned Terrell Williams is no longer Charging that's because he's a Raider now So I do like that as a weapon for Derek Carr to give him that um, to Give him that guy that will go uh, Run 20-30 yards down the field but can Also go deep um, I do like that I'm just not sure that they're Going to be able to have all those Pieces together um, up front For them to be able to be successful Gruden got to deal with a lot, man, like a lot of personalities on that squad. I mean, he's a personality within itself. So he's got to deal mm-hmm. with a lot of personalities on that squad. And I just can't help but wonder, will all of those personalities and everything that they have to deal with uh, be their undoing um, this year? But like I said, man, they went 4-12 and last year. And, yeah, the acquisition of A.B. has to say something, the acquisition of some of the other players has to say something, but they're playing in a tough division. But I do think they improved just by a tad bit this year. Um, it ain't gonna make AB happy because they ain't gonna make the playoffs. It's just not gonna go down that way. I think we're looking at a squad that's gonna go six and ten, better than last year's record by about two games.
1: Well, like we do about this time, same over here, six and ten for the Oakland Raiders. Um, I wish him the best of luck, man. Let's get to Vegas. Let's just get to Vegas and see how things go from there. Yeah, you
0: know they've been on Hard Knocks, man. You know I I haven't even watched the episode of Hard Knocks this year, and that's the crazy. Dude, I'm usually like all over. I haven't seen any of them.
1: Yeah. I watched one of them. I watched the first one. That's it. Well, you know you know why I haven't watched them because I cut the cord. <laughs> so but that that was the least of my worries. Hard Knocks was the least of my worries.
0: Yeah, so we pretty much um, in step as far as the order that they're going to finish for the most part, which is pretty much the order that they finished in last year. Um, Chiefs, yeah. Chargers, Broncos, and Raiders. So um, it is what it is. All right, so let's tip on over to the NFC West. And we'll start with uh, the defending NFC champions, the Rams, 13-3 and last year strong performance by the team, especially early in the season. Um, they had everything going. Uh, Jerry Goff was playing well. Ty Gurley was an absolute beast the first part of the season. And then he started to have some injuries that they tried to uh, tried to cover up a little bit. And that's the biggest question for this team coming into this season. Because his backup that totally his load for him, he's about it. There. Yeah, big fella about it
1: there, uh, which is which is bad, and, and if we go back to the playoffs last year, not that I was the only person in America to to point this out, but I said Gurley was hurt, but you know in the middle of the playoffs, yeah, like it was clear yeah. that it was he was hurt. To me, I thought it was pretty clear that he was hurt, and they were just using him at specific times and trying to trying to get the most out of whatever he had left, but. Man, yeah, we need a we need a healthy Ty because he wrecked the league last year. He wrecked the league last year. Like ridiculous. And I wanna see that again. And the return of Cooper Cup, your man's your man's Cooper Cup. Yeah. Coming back and uh back to that receiving call with with Robert Woods and uh and your man, oh man, what's my man's name? I'm blanking. Cooks. Uh kid, Brandon Cooks, yeah. Yeah. So that that receiver core is back up to to full strength. Hey, it's, it's Rams all day, and you you already know what it's about on the defensive end.
0: They got names. They got names. They got the best D lineman in the game. Uh, we know we know what we're gonna get from Aaron Donald. Um, the secondary should be solid, man. Um, mm-hmm. To lead, um, I pick on Peters a lot, but I mean he fits well within the system with those guys even though they they picked on him a lot last year, Um, Eric Weddle. Yeah. Nobody's talking about this, but Eric Weddle is that dude. He is a solid dude, a baller, and you add him to a franchise like this, I think they're going to be super solid defensively, just off top. I'm just looking at them ups and downs. The one question I got about them, though, how much do they change source? Like, I know I did mention that uh, Andy Reid, like, Earlier when we were talking about the AFC West and how teams try to figure teams out, Reed is not a guy that I'm really worried about because it seems like no matter how much he throws at you, he comes with new wrinkles every week,
1: mm-hmm. different
0: formations. And we've seen the same with McVay. But I just think the overall structure of the team and the guy who's playing quarterback, and this is not a knock on Jerry Goff because I think it's Jerry Goff. Um, doesn't get as, as appreciated as much as he should. But I'm, I'm just going to wonder how much is uh, McVay's ability to change going to come into play this year, because I think this could be the year that a few teams start to figure them out just, just a little bit. And, you know, they were 13-3 and last year, but I think there's going to be enough teams that can figure them out to the point where they can drop a couple more games. Than uh, they did last year. I, I see them around at that eleven-win total, like that that eleven and five. And I also sprinkle in the fact we don't know with T.G. with Ty What we don't know, you know, about those knees and there's some maybe arthritis or whatever. We just don't know, and we're not, you know, Malcolm Brown. I don't, his backup, I don't think is the answer. Now the kid Darrell Henderson they drafted, yeah, there's some big. They like they see some big things from him, and I'm and I'm hearing that he might be in lines to beat out Malcolm Brown. But it's just too many hits for me just to say this squad gonna go thirteen and three again. I'm gonna drop drop them by two games.
1: Okay. Yeah, they might miss CJ Anderson back there and they might miss the big fella. The all of a sudden Big Fella I should say. Um, you got him at eleven and five. I kept him at well, not kept him at I I him at twelve and four. Um but I will say that Ty Gurley might be the biggest difference maker for me in the league. Well, other than Tom Brady, probably, I think Gurley might be the biggest difference maker. Um, because if Big you told Zeke. me that there was no Big, bigger than Zeke, bigger than Zeke, mm-hmm. if you tell me there's no Ty Gurley for the season, I might, I might put the, the Rams at eight and eight, probably nine and seven, oh. but I might go eight and eight. Yeah, okay. I, I think that. Is that big a deal for that offense and the comfort of uh, Jared Goff? So I'm gonna leave him at twelve and four though, expecting Gurley to ball out.
0: All right, McVay, you got your hands full. The Seattle Seahawks went ten and six last year. And for me, man, um, beyond Russell Wilson, which we know he is the dude and he runs that shift, I think it's the strength in the running game is gonna ultimately decide what type of season they have. All I've been reading and all I've been hearing this year is they want to involve the running backs 50-50 in the passing game. They want they want Chris Carson and, and, and Penny to be just as good and, and involved in the running game to the point that when one of them uh, takes the other person's place on the field, that they're not losing anything. So that's all I've been reading and all I've been hearing. And I think they're going to need to do that because we, we do know that As good as Russell Wilson is, we've seen this dude running for his life. Like, I don't think people really appreciate realistically what he has to go through week after week because if I had to put one thing on Pete Carroll, which they hadn't been really good at over these past few years, even in some of the Super Bowl appearances or those Super Bowl runs, that offensive line has always been a question, and and Russell just had to make things happen by himself. So I think they want to get the ball out of his hands a lot, a lot more than they have been, and the running backs going to be a big part of that, as far as I see it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. That's true, and they're actually going from four capable running backs. Well, yeah, I guess you would call them all capable from last year. Four capable running backs to to two. Um, Right. Yeah, I expect to see a lot more of Rashad Penny and. You know, we already... I mean, it's the same receivers. Ain't nothing changed on that side. Uh, but it is all about your man's Russell, last name Wilson. And I agree that, that people don't, don't you know, respect what he has to go through, for real. Because that O-line hasn't been solid in a minute. And I think, like, some people... Plus, he's from the 804, so, you know, people are going to over-critique him at times but I think people question his his arm or maybe his accuracy or maybe just because he runs around maybe because he uh, is a a scrambler I guess you could call him but I don't think they understand like dude's got a cannon like, he, he lets that thing go and he make, he literally makes something out of nothing so many times that you have to respect it well, I think you have to respect it, you should respect it. And especially going through uh weeks weeks of being chased around and just having to cut left and right while running backwards, the opposite direction of the line of scrimmage, just to stay alive, keep the play alive and give the Seahawks a chance for weeks weeks on weeks on weeks over the last few seasons. But you gotta still respect for the Air's
0: do that, do that. And this is a guy that was like the third most sacked quarterback in the league last year and still managed to throw single digit interceptions. Like, that's, that's respect right there. You running around like that, yeah. taking hits like that, but you not throwing the ball away. Much respect to the dude, man. So, um, yeah. I do want you to remember this number if this is a number he's going to keep. But I believe it's going to be number 14 DK Metcalf. Cat out mm-hmm. of Old Miss. And this is a, this is a guy, physical. Freak, like the dude. But I want to. I don't even know if he has any body fat, man. Like the dude is like a gym rat, physical freak, and he gonna pose some some problems for a lot of defenders, um, and especially when Russell Wilson's out there buying time, because for even for his size and his height, Metcalf can move. And a lot of people had him projected as a first round pick. Now he fell to the second round. Um, I heard there was some other outside issues there, but they had him projected as a first round pick. But P. Carroll loves this dude, and if we're talking about on uh, third down or second and long or in the end zone, I think he's gonna become one of Russell Wilson's best friends, man. So look out for DK Metcalf. Um, you flip the script though to the defensive side of the ball. I just think the real question is how do they replace their dude Frank Clark, who we didn't mention earlier, but you know he's in Kansas City, um, so you know we, you know he's no longer there. You know to uh, to handle business up front. So they're pretty much be relying on. They got Bobby Wagner to really hold the fort down until rest of the you know, rest of the pieces mesh to see what they're really going to get out of that defense. Um, they're going to use that 12-man man a lot um, when they're at the crib, um, especially when they're trying to distract the opponent. But these guys are going to still be good, man. These cats are going to still be good. And I like the notion of getting the ball out of, uh, of Russell's hands like I talked about earlier. And I like the notion that they're giving about wanting to use both of this the two starting running backs equally. So, basically, they don't have to change anything when they put them on the field. So, they went 10-6 and six last year. I'm going to give them 10-6 again this year. Uh, and I'm, I wouldn't even be afraid to go a little bit higher because I like what I saw from Lockett at the end of the year. So, I like how the receiving core is rounding out. i just not 100% sure how long it's going to take the defense to really – figure things out, and I'm not saying they're going to be bad off top. I just don't think this is a top-notch defense, because we, over the past few years, we've seen some of the names go under the way either retire or get traded. Hmm.
1: Well, I'm, keep, I'm going to go ahead and throw them at
0: 9-7. Okay. I'll throw
1: them at 9-7. and, seven. and uh, yeah, I, I, If it was anybody else other than, than Russell Wilson, then I'd probably... Have them under 500. So that's, yeah, like that's that. just Russell, yeah. That's just the, the power of Pierre of husband.
0: <laughs> no doubt. So I got 10 and 6, you got 9 and 7. Yep. San Francisco 49ers, last year's squad went 4 and 12. A lot of issues, man. First of all, they signed Jimmy G. To um, so a little bit of scratch and Then he got hurt so we never really got to see that magic He has not looked particularly Good in the preseason even though he <laughs> played A lot better in a last game and We had a lot of fun with that on Sports 5 Podcast Facebook page man um, They were turning Jimmy G A new one uh, But uh, you had to also add into the fact With them was that they brought Jerry McKinnon over last year To take things over and possibly be their Starting running back because of all the potential He flashed in Minnesota they lost Jarek McKinnon. Then they had a slew of receivers, uh, namely Marquise Goodwin, that went down, and he was one of the main guys that they were counting on, and so they had a lot of injuries. So I just don't know what I'm going to get with this squad because the key players on this on this team didn't really get to play together during the season. Um, really, the only real bright spot they had was at the tight end which was McKinnon who ate it up, you know, 200-yard games and all that. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. A lot of, uh, well, I think, what was it, Randall that posted the uh, the clown meme for San Francisco fans talking about, you know, uh, they say George Kittle's a top three tight end. That that one probably shouldn't <laughs> be on the meme because he, although he's not a top three tight end, he sure looked good. He sure looked no top seven. He looked like he could be in the top three at some point in time. Especially if do. uh if he was doing that with the with the caliber of quarterbacks he was rocking with last season. So uh, hey, I I show him a little a little love. Uh hopefully your man, little Tavern can come through and, and do something positive. Do something to make me feel better. I don't know what he's gonna do to make <laughs> Texas fans feel better because it's still gonna be a rocky road. Um what do you think about the defense? you think the defense kind of improved in the offseason?
0: It's hard to tell. I mean, it's hard to de- I mean, tell what we're going to get from this because when I'm hearing that, they also are changing the whole scheme in San Francisco um, defensively. Um, and I don't know if that was even necessarily the problem last year. Um, I think it was more so on the offensive side of the ball. Now, we know over the years <laughs> they've had to replace guys I mean, you know, replace guys that are ultimately like retiring. They went on a retiring spree. You know what I'm saying? But if you look at the defensive side of the ball, um, I mean, we got Richard Sherman back. Uh, I don't think he had, like, the greatest season last year. Quick, folks were quick to point out when he got burned on a couple of plays. Probably going to get a full – like, stay quick to point that out. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, you know, we're getting videos in the whole nine yards on this cat. Um, yeah, like you know you got Malcolm, like Malcolm Smith. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know they bring, they bring over D four. We were talking about D four earlier. Mm-hmm. D four. Now D four gets at it. He gets at it. It's just gonna be a matter of can he bring to this squad what he brought to Kansas City, and it also is gonna be see if Nick Bolsa can keep his mouth shut to stay off of stay off of Twitter and the whole night long enough mm-hmm. for the people to embrace him and him show up. So, but. um They'll be solid, I think, Quan Alexander. Um, but I heard they're gonna change some of the scheming and what they do over there. So I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. But I don't really think that was necessarily the problem last year. Yeah,
1: I uh, I actually have them improving. I mean, just Jimmy G being being there on the field should be an improvement. Hopefully he can stay healthy. I'm gonna go ahead and I, I'm probably overstating. I might might have overshot on this one, but I'm going to go ahead and give them seven and nine just for the simple fact that they give Seattle a hard time anyway, and I don't have the most confidence in Seattle, and then we'll get to the other squad in the division. They're going to take these L's from the Rams, but, I mean, so is everybody else, so, you know, it is what it is.
0: That seven and nine is going to be Tough to get to and I struggled With it and I almost gave him a seven and Nine I just keep looking up and down The receiving core Um, You know Debo Samuel he's Cool Um, is Marquise Goodwin you know what Is he really going to do the best receiver To me of course is the tight end which we talked About with George Kittle but Mm -hmm. I gave him six and Ten this year and why I don't think Seven and nine is out of the question um, I'm gonna give him six and ten I'm gonna Give him That off the strength of hopefully they won't have the injuries they had last year, especially like we just talked about on the offensive side of the ball. Now one, now one thing of note, and I never put a lot of stock in the preseason, but Tevin Coleman, who they brought over to most likely be their lead back has not been super impressive um, as of yet. And that could definitely change. And we know he's had a a small bit, not a big bit, but a small bit of an injury history in his career. Um, Jared McKinnon, they went from a month ago saying he was ahead of schedule. Now I'm saying that he just had a setback, so and he had to get some more shots or something else done recently. So that leaves you with Matt Breida, who Breida actually played well last year. He actually played well in games mm-hmm. before he got, you know, before he got hurt. He actually looked pretty good the other night. Actually got in the end zone. But I'm just not ready to totally put them over that hump um, to place them at a team that could be even on the edge of a wild card just yet. I'm just going to need to see them together for a whole season and get to really feel each other out um, before I can even get them close to that line. So I'm just going to move them from 4-12 and 12 up to 6-10 and 10 for the season.
1: Fair enough.
0: And then that leaves us with the Cardinals, bro. There's the Cardinals. Uh, boy, Cliff Kingsbury is about to do his thing over there. Um, We're about to see a wide-open offense, so they tell us. Um, And it's crazy. The one thing of note, though, I will say that, have you noticed that they haven't had a drive so far in the preseason. And, matter of fact, I guess it's going to end that way because I don't believe he's going to play next week. But they haven't had a drive in which uh, Kyler Murray was behind center that resulted in a touchdown so far um, in the preseason. Don't talk about
1: Kyler Murray like that. Prime, how you going to treat that man like that? You heard what Larry
0: Fitzgerald said.
1: You heard Larry Fitzgerald. Well, you see, uh, we're running a very bland version of this offense. It's not many times we're going to huddle. You know, it's bland. We're not really showing too much at this point. It's not much we can do uh, in the preseason. So yeah, I'm just talking. But Larry Fitzgerald did say, <laughs> he did say that uh, <laughs> late late in game game two, I believe it was. But yeah, man, he looked like some super duper trash. I feel bad for Fitz and David Johnson. But you know what? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this is gonna be a a Steve Spurrier type thing. Like, what do we expect from this offense? Is is this really gonna work in the NFL? Is Kyle Murray even gonna make it through the season? That's my biggest concern. Is he gonna stay healthy during the season? Uh getting out there trying to run the ball a little bit too much, being a small guy, and you just get caught out there once or twice. I'm afraid for him, to tell you the truth. Uh it's gonna be interesting. To no it's not. It's not gonna be interesting to see. It's gonna be a disaster <laughs> and I'm just gonna I'm gonna hate to see it. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: Well, I mean, he likes Kyler Murray. He said there was a reason that they wanted to make him their quarterback. And, I mean, Kingsbury does know quarterbacks. Um, he had some time with Mahomes when they went college. You see what Patrick is doing now. Um, he went out and got Baker Mayfield, even though Baker Mayfield ended up transferring um, out to Oklahoma. So he has a thankful quarterbacks, and a keen eye. And I think that Kyler Murray actually has a real chance to be successful I just don't know if he's going to do that. And This is a small dude, man. Um, But thanks for reminding me, though. You you did. Thanks for reminding me. I did forget that they said that they were going to uh, not show a lot in the the preseason. But I think it's going to be a huge learning curve. But I will tell you this. I do think that the way they play is truly going to benefit uh, David Johnson because in this offense, he will have a chance to be – as explosive as he was maybe a couple of seasons ago because it's going to be a lot of open field there for him. And he should have touched the ball Uh. a lot, especially in the passing game. So I think whenever they figure this out, they could at some point be really good offensively or at least somewhat scary offensively. I just don't have faith that it's going to be right off the bat. It's going to be a mess. Um, So I got high hopes for the offense. The one thing that's going to be funny for me, though, is seeing Terrell Suggs
1: with a Cardinal on his helmet instead of a race <laughs> Oh boy see, I'm Birdie. going back to the crib I'm coming home I'm coming home Tell Arizona <laughs> I'm coming home Yeah that's going to be wild. we watch watching Suggs In Cardinal's gear uh, Over there With uh, Chandler Jones That should be an interesting pairing I guess depending on how effective Suggs can be at this point in his career, the defense could be worse. I mean, but you know they're gonna be on the field a lot.
0: Yeah, they're gonna be on the field a lot. Yeah.
1: And I hate hate to say it, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be some wear and tear on those bodies. And uh, it's just a bad look, bro. It's just a bad look all around. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like my first thought, the first thing I wrote down for them was three and thirteen. But I went ahead and. I I felt like David. I feel like David Johnson. If he can stay healthy, he can he can give them two more games. I feel like he can be the difference between two more games. So I went ahead and gave him five and eleven. Greenbys think
0: alike. Once again, I got him at five and eleven with you. And that's it. Like I say, that's just mainly for me because I just think that they are going to put it together this particular season and give that franchise some excitement for the following season. I just don't think it's going to be right off the bat. One thing I of note though, I did forget to mention Christian Kirk, and I think yeah. Christian Kirk could become a uh, I don't know a I don't even want to put him in a class like a Cooper. I think Christian Kirk can really could really excel in his offense. If it's going to be a guy who's really going to benefit from it, it could be this dude. Um, he's you know it, this the way they want to run the offense fits right into the way that he plays the game, the way he played it in college. So. Um, remember that name, Christian Kirk. We may be talking about him a little bit this season, and um, give them something to look forward to in the future. But I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going five and eleven for these chats, man. Sounds legit, prime. Yeah, so it was the roundup right there. Um, so, and we pretty much got them finishing pretty much in the same order: Rams, Seahawks, Forty Nineers, Cut. Pretty much the same way they did last year. And we were dead on a couple, and maybe a game or so off, uh, different on a couple, but. It is what it is, but um, just in just in finishing, looking at this whole thing, I'll be less inclined to pay a whole lot of attention to the NFC West when I'm sitting around a bunch of TVs, other than for fantasy purposes altogether.
1: Right. Mhm.
0: But I'll be more inclined to pay attention to the AFC West as always because there's a lot of stuff popping off over there um, from top to bottom.
1: Yeah, you know that's how we that's how we do, man. Of course, our favorite division is the, NF, is the NFC East overall, but yeah. our favorite division to watch is uh, well, mine definitely is the AFC West. I feel like that's the most exciting division uh, week in and week out, and uh, it may be a little less exciting. It'll, it'll still be entertaining though, even with Oakland yeah. being down. But just it'll it'll still be entertaining. But worst case, I mean, we're all gonna be looking for the Kansas City games regardless, like just to see what that offense can do.
0: For sure, for sure. And that wraps it up. Anything else we need to hit on before we roll out?
1: I think we have covered all of the things that need to be covered. I ain't gonna bring up your ex head coach, uh
0: nah, I don't who do that.
1: moved on to a different high school and then got Oh no, we never talk about that. So yeah, I think uh, we uh, are good to go, Brian. Now we ain't gonna do that
0: because I will tell you from what I've learned, there is more folks and more stuff to the story. So I'm gonna tell you is to stay tuned. This uh, this ain't over mm-hmm. yet. But um, yeah, it is. But uh, yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so we got the we got the NFC and the AFC and NFC East coming up next week on our podcast. Uh, to finish up our previews and predictions So y'all look forward to that That's going to be fun As always yep. I'm your boy Prime You can catch me on social media At Instagram and Twitter At Prime And I want to give one quick shout out as We have our first official SBP Fantasy draft of the season Tonight at 7.30 SBP Deep Pockets For all the money Goes down tonight at 7.30 And yeah I will be in
1: the championship game again. Believe that. I don't care who that. What up, Yeah, tell them, prime. Tell them, I, I am yeah. source. Uh, well, I am source. Yeah, we already know that. At Smitty Source on Instagram and Twitter, at Smitty Source. Holler at me anytime, any place, anywhere. Um, uh, and of course you can check out scosche for my latest ramblings. And of course the podcast is posted there as well. E S H K O S H K A dot com. All
0: right, well uh, next week we're gonna catch y'all. I'm done talking to y'all today. Mikelod waiting on me. Draft tonight. Powers back tonight. And ballers is back tonight. So I get it, y'all, when I get it, y'all. We out. Peace. Chew.